Alrighty, welcome to another episode of Ain't That Kind of Witch. <laughs> Today we got some fun for you. We got some fun and we've got some useful information. We're going to get the fun first. Uh, yeah, we'll get the fun first. It sets up the context for the useful information. So yeah, you know, we're going to have our dessert first, which is always all about. Um, I've been doing my do on the on the uh, social media and i've had to wind up in the last digging through some old stuff of some stuff about groups um that clearly they didn't know um completely quick over the top pricey um you know when i encounter someone who says oh i'm a vampire and i'm a witch and i'm left-hand path and i've decades and all the rest of it um i i of course you know, I took that as straight red, you know, I, I just sort of naturally assumed that they uh, were actually straight up and, and that they'd be the sort of person that when I say, oh, well, you know, you remember the way the OHLP was at that time? Jeez, I mean, oh, God. And, and, and weren't we all stunned when the OSV came out of it? I mean, you know, shit. Um, you know, when I say I don't know what I mean because, you know, well, I was there. I assume they were there. I also, therefore, don't necessarily feel that i should probably have to tell them what groups back then were actually like oh they were allied groups really wow you knew groups that were allied back in the 90s shit in the left hand path that was a fuck i wound up digging into some information and really sort of i don't know the person who was really felt that i was swapping them a bit and they got all uppity about various things and anyway i got booted out so that was the first coffin thing from the day and then later on on the forum um, there was talk about Covens again, and uh, <laughs> I went, okay, it seems to be a bit of a theme today, so let's deal with that. Let's uh, let's dive on into that, and uh, as I said, we'll uh, we'll we'll have some fun. A little bit of a thing that I wrote years ago, which I'm sure will put a sniggle on, and then after that, we'll have some useful information, which is kind of tiny, is sensible, real talk about real groups and i don't i mean real good old-fashioned covens covens are today are not what they used to be they really aren't um but this i think uh, i think the information that i'll have again hopefully hopefully spans that whole time and is as relevant today as once it may have been to those of the past i got no fucking guarantee on that uh you know well yeah, yeah, yeah. terms and conditions apply Anyway, let's continue with some fun. Like I... Now, this first bit of fun I wrote, oh my God, look, in 2010 as a bit of a lark on a day when everyone was talking about cons and they were jumping up and down about how necessary they were. Uh, I guess these people were sort of on a wash of that whole Gardnerian thing, you know, where they completely misinterpret the words, thou canst not be a witch alone. It didn't mean you got to have a coven. It meant that if you got busted, it wouldn't stop with you. But all of that aside, I came up with this, which I wrote out, and it has amused me nonstop since then, and it's amused a couple of other people too. And um, so I thought I would actually read this little skit out, and uh, you know, it might actually amuse some other people who heretofore had never encountered it. And it's a skit between them and me, them and me, talking to me. Hey, hey, let's form a coven. Form a coven? Why? Hey, well, look, you know, come on, we'll form a coven. Come on, you know. No, no, I don't know. I'll say it again. Why? 
Oh, God. You're so difficult. Don't be difficult. I'm not being difficult. It's a simple question, surely. Why do I need a coven? Why do we need a coven? Well, because we're witches and witches have covens, you know. Why, yes. Yes, thank you. That much I do know. But what I don't know is why we need one. Covens are formed for a reason. Something needs doing and you can't do it by yourself, so... Coven is an option. It's not the best option, I often think, but it is an option, I guess. So I'm going to repeat myself now. Why do we need a coven? Well, well, you know, then we could do rituals and stuff. Ah, ah, rituals and stuff. You're not convincing me. Yeah, 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 man. We could do rituals and we could have students and we could do all sorts of stuff. You're just looking at me blankly now. Come on. Okay, now, listen to me carefully. I'm telling you something. Covens are formed for us. They're formed to make things happen that you could not do by yourself. You don't need other people to do rituals. And in fact, while we're at it, rituals are for a purpose too. You don't do rituals just cause. Rituals, like covens, are for real reasons. You know, to remedy real things you couldn't do yourself. You couldn't manage in any other sane, sensible, or straightforward way. Okay? Yeah. Okay, then. But but what about students? We could have students that do... As for students, again, what's the point? Seriously, if you can't grasp what I've already said, then students are the last thing that I would trust you with. What do you think you'd be teaching them? No, wait, let me guess, okay? Mm, mm, you'd teach them to be whiny, needy bitches in search of other maladjustments so they could form a coven for no earthly good fucking reason, do stupid rituals for no other useful purpose, and then you could tell each other it's good before telling other people again who know even less than you that that was really good, right? Or you tell them that's the way it ought to be, right? I'm using all my psychic powers. Am I getting close to your plan with any of this? Asshole. <laughs> You're damn right I am. And even, even in that, I have more purpose than you. Even if that purpose is simply to shower you with the shit you so richly deserve. Now, run along and don't forget to tell all your friends. Don't forget to add in the bit where I don't know anything either. I rely on that to keep pretentious, ignorant frigates like you at a minimum. Off you go now. Bye. 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 <laughs> now, where was I? Where was I? Where were we, indeed? Where were we? Now, look, I'm just going to rock it on because I really wanted this to be a fairly short little bit. I've actually got housework to get back to. So now we're going to deal with the second part. The second part is sensible information. It's real talk, okay? Real talk. Witch talk only here. And it's a, an article that I did up a long time ago as well. Uh, people like lists. Keeps things nice and clear, nice and simple. You know, step one, step two, that sort of shit. Well, I did one that was how to start a coven. And you can easily see how these go together now. 
So this is the second part. This is useful information. Um, love it, hate it, sneeze on it, wipe your bums with it, whatever else, but make use of it in some way. I beg of you, because most people simply can't. How to start a coven. Step one, find yourself needing one. It's an important but rather easy step for most people to need a coven. I'm not going to go into why they need one, just need one. Step two, work out exactly why you need one. This is a rather difficult step for most. Needing something's easy. Sitting down and working out why you actually need it, it's a little bit more hard. Step three, determine if you can fill that need all by yourself. Also quite a difficult step for most. Sitting down and thinking, well, actually, am I just wanting a coven to avoid work? Hey, if that's the, uh, the situation that you come to, at least you're being honest, but work out why. Work out why you need it. Work out if you couldn't just do it by yourself nice and quick. If you can't fulfill this need by yourself, then we go to step four. Step four is determine if a simple expert in whatever field of endeavor you're, we're discussing can fix your need for you. Now, this can likewise be tricky, dependent on the size and sort of lack that the person is experiencing. And you might be thinking, well, that's a bit silly, but it's not. When your car breaks down, what do you do? You go, car's not working. Oh, this not working. You look at it and you say, can I fix this? If you can, you give it a crack. If you can't, what do you do? You ring up the mechanic. You don't need a dozen people standing around wondering if they can fix the car. You just need to then say, Mr. Mechanic Dude, this is what's happening with my car. Now, you might be lucky. He might go, oh, I can just solve that here. Look, this, this screw here, it fell out. That's your problem. Or they might wind up calling in a whole bunch of other people. But first things first. Determine whether or not you can. Determine whether or not uh, an, an outside expert can. These are the simple baby steps that you got to do first. Now, say that hasn't sorted everything out. Then you've got to think to yourself, who's going to be in my coven? And that's step six. Determine what others there are to assist according to their ability to fit the required roles. Now, this is a bit more tricky, isn't it? Okay. It can often sometimes take quite a bit of time, observation, and patience if you're doing it correctly too. You need to say, well, this is the problem. I can't fix it. A single other expert can't fix it. Okay, I'm going to need many hands. Well, then you need to look around and say, well, Who's got the good shoulders here? Who can put in the effort? Who's got the skills? Sometimes you have to sit down and watch people for quite some time to determine the answers to these questions. Step seven, determine what their assistance will require of you in return. Often people forget this one. Everything comes at some sort of price. There is no such thing as a free lunch and you should be prepared to not only pay fairly for your assistance, 
but also ensure that you can do so as the need and desire of the others dictates. It's not enough to simply say, I have riches, many riches. You need to be able to give the people assisting you what they want, not what you want to just give them. This step, of course, again, often proves vastly more tricky than anyone first suspects. You'd be amazed at how often you go, well, I've got this, I've got this to sell. And uh, you're just stunned because no one else really wants that. They're after something else. It might seem to be worthless to you or it might seem to be priceless. You can never know. Step nine. Once you've done all these other things, then and only then really should you even begin to think about recruiting based on your requirements, what you can offer in return, how they can help you, what can be achieved, what sort of time frame, how you want it to be achieved, all these other things. But it's not until now that you should even begin thinking, be pulling people in. Step 10. You should then, once you've gotten to this stage, revisit all the steps before this and keep revisiting them as required until the lacks that you have and the needs of you and everyone helping are catered to. Now we've said some of these other steps take time. This last one, <laughs> revisiting the steps until the lacks are taken care of and everyone's paid, that can sometimes take lifetimes. Now, that in itself is a really simple step-by-step -step one, and I know it probably sounds like I'm teasing the piss out of everyone, and I do, I am, but that doesn't make those steps wrong. Those are the most simple basic steps that you wanna go through. Now, I know full well the last time I said in public, um, someone said, what's the covenant? And I said, it's a group you form when you can't get a job done by yourself. They went spastic. Oh my God. Really? No. And I use that word advisedly. I really do. Because it was just, it was manically boggling to me to see people who are generally quite cluey in their own areas suddenly become completely and utterly useless in the face of this. You'd think that I just walked in and kicked their mum in the face. They just went mental. And I went, what's the difficulty here? At the grassroots, what I'm saying is if you can't move the couch, get a mate to help you. Get enough mates doing magic together. You call it a coven. I didn't even go into some of the other uh, the other things, which I might, I might talk about later on a, on a different one, um, that are the difference between the way I was taught about covens and that sort of thing um, when I was first being mentored. I mean, it, on the simplest level, um, for us, you know, the whole attitude, the whole culture was entirely different. If you were actually going to join a serious coven, you approached it with the idea that you were probably in danger um, and that, you know, it could go hellishly wrong. And that even if it did work, you know, you'd be locked in and you might not be allowed to leave and all sorts of other stuff. But by the same token, we, we viewed covens not necessarily as the hierarchical things you have these days. I mean, the, the, the coven that really I had stuff to do with, we were just all 
we were just all witches that were working on magic and occasionally one or more of us couldn't really work out how to do something or how to get something done so you'd approach the others and we'd kind of work together and as far as working together i mean forget the highly ritualized pomp and circumstance that goes on with most covens man you know for us it, it's kind of like our vi difference with the viewpoint of view of a sabbat i mean you look at guazzo or fucking Brahma, and uh you know you've got this wonderfully laid out thing of what a sabbat entails and then of course you've got later on you've got people like gerald gardner and stuff who borrowed very heavily on this but made it sound much nicer and a lot simpler um for us sabbat was different too the coven was any loose coalition of witches not necessarily tight-knit could be could be tight-knit in our case it wasn't the sabbat uh any group of witches getting together to do something and you know what people got paid too not necessarily just in that you could trade secrets you could trade books you could trade this that or the other and we weren't above singing for our supper too i mean again back in the day um, there was none of this. You get a lot of it these days. And I understand people want to be safe and stuff, but you know, this whole no sex, please where we're witches. Wow. It's just the most modern thing I've ever heard of. Um, you know, if you wanted assistance, you wanted the information, you wanted that artifact, you wanted this. Then the question was always, how much do you want it? The economics of that bargaining were very much changed by whether or not you were in a coven or not. There's some more stuff to think about. Um, but now I'm just rattling on. I'm going to leave it there. And uh, I hope that you had a bit of a giggle. I hope that you've had a bit of a think. And as I always say with a lot of these things, you know, um, it's like a talk I gave years and years ago where afterwards a lady came up to me and said, wow, that was a really great talk. There's only a couple of things that I disagreed with and my immediate response shocked her because I said, really, only a couple of things? Don't worry, I will try harder next time. It was all like, ah, oh, you. And I said, oh, me. Yeah, yeah, I know. Most people say that as a joke, but well, you know, I'm not one of those kind of witches. <laughs>